Episode 59 of Between Two Wheels Podcast. Cycling news, commentary, analysis, and interviews from Northern California. This episode is brought to you by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people get special life insurance rates. Go to healthiq.com slash btw to support the show and learn more. And as always, subscribe and share the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Podbeam, whatever podcast service you use. And for this week, we're also on our Between Two Wheels podcast YouTube channel as well. Interact with us on Facebook by searching Between Two Wheels. And the links uh, will also be in the show notes found in the description of this feed. Now Yates on the attack. And what a day for Mitchelton Scott. Could they do it at the double? They're looking wonderful. Simon Yates attacking with two kilometers to go. He's 25 seconds behind his teammate. And if Chavez could win the stage, Yates to take time. We're looking at a perfect day for the Australian team. Simon Yates looking a million dollars since the start of this race, riding into the final 100 meters or so. Esteban Chavez behind him, who's worked so hard for him in the breakaway all day. It's going to be a 1-2 in the end, but in what order? They come to the line. Yates to zip up his jersey. He's going to let Chavez come past. It is Chavez to win the stage. Yates in second. What a 1-2. Unbelievable. Mitchelton Scott on fire at the top of Mount Etna. Welcome. This is Tyler Yonke, one of your humble hosts of the Between Two Wheels podcast. I'm joined again by Chris Flower and Kurt Mills. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Getting over a little um, allergy issue, but otherwise doing good. How are you? I, I'm, I'm doing good, too. And so we can we can all have some health updates. Uh, maybe we'll go around the horn and talk about those. Uh, uh, Kurt, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm healthy. I haven't had any trouble. Uh, happy birthday, Tyler. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, number 47. So I, I had my stress test last week and all came up fine. So I was able to, to race on, on the weekend. You mentioned your allergies. Is that... I know this area is bad for them. I don't particularly have any. Um, is is this something that you suffer with all year round? Let's, let's have a diagnosis here. No, it's usually, I mean, I do get them from time to time and I can usually medicate with um, like a Claritin or something. And this one just hit me really hard so over the weekend. Yes, of course. My puffer. Um, now this one just hit me really hard over the weekend and it clogged my sinuses and kind of turned it into a little sinus infection that I'm, I'm working my way through. So, well, we're, um, those that uh, want to have thoughts and prayers, have those out for Chris. They would be appreciated. Yeah. Any, uh, any fun bike stuff you guys did this week? Did a time trial. Haven't done that in a while. Um, did that on the canal on Tuesday. Is, it, is that a one put up by one of the shots? It needs to be Folsom it's one of the local, bikes. Uh, cycling club, cycle Folsom okay. puts okay. it on and it's every other Tuesday. 10 miles, it's a flat, five miles out, five miles back. So it was, uh, it was fun to get out there and, and do and, battle. And on the who won that? Did they post those results? Uh, there were 13 that came out. Um, John Novikov and I were one and two. I, I got him by three seconds. Uh, oh. One of the few times that I'll, I'll be able to beat him on the TT bike. So Bragging rights, I love it. I think so. I'm never going to go out there again. So Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, you I'm, can't. I'm one and oh forever now that has a little those little kickers along the way right it's kind of uphill the yeah they're short little five second punchy climbs yeah not, not bad yeah you, so. good for you kurt you did not do that but you did two 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 group rides this week i know i did a couple group rides and you're uh, looking by, strong by the way thank you very much by far the hardest ride was riding with uh shimmy last night on a small recovery ride where uh, he's fresh off of a pretty good uh 
bout of racing the last few weeks. So yeah, he did. He did. Uh, Andrew Schmiza did Redlands and finished, and we can talk about that coming up. I, I know you have a lot of insights from your your riding and spending time with him, right? You I did just it. kept telling him to continue to talk, continue to talk <laughs> as we climbed and climbed. And he didn't seem to. He's be a good guy and strong. Obviously. Okay, let's get it. Let's get into this. This is a tease. What we're going to have coming up here. So in the World Tour. We're going to recap, a uh, really small recap of the Tour de Yorkshire. Um, who is erupting and who has gone dormant at the Giro? That's a little volcano talk for you. Zing. Yeah. Uh, on the domestic scene, we've got the Redlands Classic. Uh, they give us a peek at kind of the, the U.S. domestic scene and who's coming up on there. Uh, Northern California, we had Mike's Bikes, Winter Road Race. Uh, I don't know if we want to talk about Dana Point. Maybe we didn't. Uh, but anyway, that was on the schedule. Some people went down there. And then the Golden State Race Series. Uh, lastly, who are the winners and losers of the world of cycling and things that can make you go, hmm, and then some uh, info on kind of what we're doing on the Tour of California. You ready for this? Sure. Um, Let's go. Looking forward to what we're doing on the Tour of California. <laughs> you don't know. Not yet. That's, I, I don't either. I, I just, all we're going to talk about is that we're going. Right. We're racing? <laughs> Do we get the invite? No. Oh, but sure. that, that does bring up the question that uh, our, our teammate Jason Smith posed was, could we sit in on a flat day of the tour of California. Depends now, what the wind's doing. I would just say the women's, let's, let's talk about can we sit on the women's. He's, he's we can the sit men's. in the media tent as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> legally, we're not allowed to do uh, sit in on the race, but the no. media tent, we will be. Right. All right. So that, that's a point of we can have a discussion. Can Jason Smith sit in on a flat day of the tour of California? <laughs> and win the sprint. No. Okay. Silence. Okay. Tour of Yorkshire. I, I don't know if either one of you saw that, but. Uh, we'll just give a glossy overview of that. Four stages, had amazing scenery, some good climate. Matter of fact, one day I'm tuning into, it was the Giro where they're out there in Israel, and it uh, the Eurosport feed had popped over to the Tour of Yorkshire, and I'm well, looking at this and saying, this doesn't <laughs> look like anything in Israel I know, and it was Yorkshire. So it was beautiful out there, a lot of trees, good climbing. Uh, BMC takes over a win with Greg Van Avermaet, and a lot of help from uh, Brent Bookwalter. I just thought we'd do an honorable mention of Team Rally's Cullen Joyce. He got 12th overall. He was 9th on Stage 1, 8th on Stage 2, 4th on Stage 3, and 13th on Stage 4, which had, I don't know, 20-person group coming in at the finish. A lot of punchy stuff. He just kept getting more and more climby as it went along. And so it looks like that was a somewhat successful race. How many of the stages or Now you're getting into details you, I have Did no. you see? I'm just curious. You don't really think of... Avermatt as a, a stage race winner, even if it's a short stage race. It was kind of all flat sprinty type efforts. No, so no, it had a lot. I mean, you think of something like Van Avermaet or, you know, some of these guys, well, uh, Brooke Walter, I would say it's a lot like Flanders, okay. the, you know, the Arden's classics type, you know, almost every day type yeah. of thing. So, okay. um, it got worse and worse as it went along. So day one was a little more flat and then day two was a little more lumpy, lumpy, lumpy. And it had some, it had some pretty nasty climbs, hmm. but I would maybe categorize it. Um, I don't know how I'd categorize it. It just definitely wasn't like a tour. Okay. You know, but shorter sure. climbs. So anyway, good for them. Uh, the Giro, we had stages one through seven have gone off now. Uh, hope you all got to listen to a very in-depth and droning on, boring perhaps, uh, Giro d'Italia preview show. But uh, stages one through three in Israel, uh, the time trial, uh, we'll talk about that. Four and five, then those punchy stages. Um, in Sicily, stage six yesterday to Etna, stage seven today was a flat one, and then we could talk about the upcoming. So, um, how much involvement have either one of you do, and what was your takeaway? Let's first talk about the the opening stage time trial. Um, it's won by Tom Dumoulin, defending champion, uh, world champion in the time trial. Ron Dennis coming in second. 
either one of you and Froome getting losing a bunch of time. What's your takeaway on on seeing any of that, and if it's bodes for the tour? Uh, takeaway was the probably the most interesting part was the warm up, right? Like Chris yeah. Froome goes down in the warm up. Uh, obviously, it's you never want to start a three week stage race uh, banged up, and no. and it always has an effect um, through at least throughout the next week or so. It seems so. That was that was my takeaway. That was the most interesting part, the warm up. Do you think they had an effect on the next few days? I mean, physically, because there's been some talk about, you know, him losing a little bit of time on that punchier stage. What stage uh, three, maybe two would, or three. I would think so. You go down anytime three. you go down it, especially Four. if it was hard and that looked like he went down pretty hard. Um, you always don't feel right, you know, for at least for a couple of days. So I would think so. I mean, and you'd have to ask him. Okay. I'll, I'll try to do that when I get a chance. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll, provide some feedback i i was just kind of it's cool that they did it there the the bummer is that it was so short and there's only one other time trial in the stage race so it, it, it'd be nice to see either that first one a little longer or a third time trial in there just to kind of kind of mix it up a little bit but it was uh i guess not an unexpected result to see dumoulin come out on top um dennis is always right there as well so it's uh it was kind of expected finishes yeah so some notables there you know obviously Dumoulin and, and Dennis um uh, Simon Yates coming in seventh only losing 20 seconds I thought that was pretty impressive uh Pulse of Vivo getting uh, 10th place that was also impressive then the notables have missed out Chavez 46 seconds George Bennett 49 Aru 50 seconds Lopez 56 seconds Michael Woods a minute three so you had some problems there and then we had more through the desert Viviani gets two sprint w- stages um, and then those stages, what, f- uh, I guess four and five in Sicily, where Mike Woods ends up pulling out a second place, which is uh, pretty impressive for him. And then kind of a similar one where Badiglin gets the, the gets the win on stage five. And so we saw Froome losing a little bit of time. It reminded me of the tour kind of uh, last year. We had that finish stage with a little punch. I mean, I've never seen him. I've seen him when he's really at his best hang on, but I've never seen him contend on those so I don't the, know those short, steep yeah, climbs. Yeah. yeah. Like the finish thing. Right. Yeah. And then we had the big one uh, yesterday, which was uh, the stage up to Etna and impressive win by Chavez and even more impressive uh, by second place, I think, by Simon Yates. Yeah. Um, you know, that Chavez gets in a break early and then just stays away on that climb. And he was he was not coming back to those guys. Um, what'd you think about the time bonus at the end going to Chavez? Kurt? Yeah. You know, I, I don't understand the strategy there. I would have thought the four seconds would have been worth it for, um, Simon to just grab that. But I also understand the, the value in showing your appreciation for a teammate who just rode out in front of the group, uh, for such a long time. So, uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was a good show of sportsmanship, but that four seconds might come back and haunt you later. Maybe. Yeah, what do you think, Chris, uh, on that? I kind of agree, but at the same time, with it being so early in the race, I think it's probably smarter for Yates to kind of build that camaraderie with with his teammate. And, you know, it, it also may end up being that a week from now, um, Yates falters, and it'd be nice to have, you know, the other rider in there with a little more time as well. So it's I can see it going one way or the other, but I think it was a good a good team effort and a good decision for the team. So what was the time bonus amount? Do you know? 1064, I think. 1064. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how often are stage races decided by four seconds? Yeah, probably not. I mean, these, these neither one of these guys are great time trialists. So they, oh, of course want every few seconds they can. 
uh, I think there's some goodwill to be had by well and I also saw so Yates powers up to Chavez and Chavez and it looks like he could go right through him but immediately Chavez you know is kind of sitting up and then he just turns on the power and pulls pretty hard for yeah. you know another few hundred meters because I think he catches him about 700 so he pulls him until about 200 and then Yates takes us over and I don't know maybe that's enough the, the all those time I mean it's not like they were they were coasting in so yeah, they I think it's a good show of, of help, basically, for your teammate. At this point, you get the jersey, he gets the stage, you're going to need him later. Right, exactly. Kurt says no, he wants to see it come that down to two The team is riding really well, that's all I was going to say. Simon Yates, the, the way he was able to bridge that <laughs> that gap was uh, very impressive with the group that he was with. That was, uh, yeah, that so was amazing. It was about 3K to go, I want to say, two, 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 somewhere in that yeah. range. And he jumps, and Tebow jumps on his wheel and then just looks behind and sits up. And it was, you know, that's one of those things where you've got to make sure you don't drag any anybody up to your teammate. And that's a kind of a tricky move, but yeah. he had a jump. Yeah, there was nobody on his way. I mean, yeah. I mean, you didn't have to worry about that, which is, again, that was just an impressively strong move when everybody else seemed like they were on limit and couldn't respond. Um, and Froome at that point was just, you know, dangling, closing things back. So, yeah, that was... He looked very, very strong. So who looked, who looked uh, really, who impressed you that we haven't mentioned, and then who did not impress you on the climb? Any, any uh, on the, yesterday? I'll start out with with what Froome. Actually, he uh, people probably want to say they don't, they aren't impressed, but I would say I am impressed with him because he got distance a few times, and I've seen this, you know, you've seen this in the tour, uh, mostly in the Vuelta, I think, a few times where early on. There's those days where uh, he kind of gets distance on the bottom of the climb and he kind of fights his way, kind of fights his way. And by the end of the climb, he's with the lead. And right. and you do that at one or two days, suddenly he's better and better and better. And right. he's not getting distance at the bottom. He's taking distance at the top. So um, I think it's a good omen for him. So so Woods lost time yesterday, right? Correct. Yes. And that was kind of surprising, I, I it, guess, because yeah. we would have thought he would have been there. So I guess he would be the guy that. Uh, maybe disappointed me a little bit after what had been a good week so far. Yeah, I was going to kind of go with the same guy. I thought he'd be able to hang in with that group on that climb. And I was surprised to see Dennis come off as early as he did as well. I mean, he's a obviously he's not a climber climber, but he's a, a good climber in the sense that Dumoulin's a good climber or he's, he's a good climber for his size. Yeah, I think he's still learning that whole prospect yeah. of, you know, hanging in there like that. So he didn't do horrible. Formulo came off early. He had gone gone down right before the climb started, chased on, then came off. Louis Menches came on off early, which I was quite surprised about. But his teammate, Ben O'Connor, stayed right up there in that mix. So very impressed with that ride. How uh, much time did uh, Lopez lose? So Lopez came in. Um, I have to look that up. But he, he lost at least, I think he's two minutes down now overall. And he had crashed before the climb as well? Well, that was he had crashed the day before where they took a right-hand turn and he went straight. Was. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a shortcut. pretty, yeah, a shortcut into the tall grass. So right. it, was, it was a little impressive. I don't know. Or Pots of Evil stayed up there. So we had the results on there were Chavez, Yates, and then 26 seconds back, you had Thibaut Pino. So George Bennett, impressive. Pots of Evil. Uh, Lopez came in there with them. Carapaz, Dumoulin, Aru, and Froome all at the same time. So overall, now you have Yates, Dumoulin, Chavez, one, two, and three, uh, down to 10th at Aru at minute 12 back. So pretty. And the gap between Yates and Chavez was like 20 seconds to the group? 26 to the 26, group, yeah. Okay. So that's what they have. All right, so then today we had stage seven, um, pretty much flat stage. I was watching the end of it there, and the Eurosport commentators are all all over. It's going to be Viviani. It's a it's a no brainer. Right. Uh, Sacha Modelo kind of 
I think he needs needs to. I know he's worried about making sure he gets in front of you know gets on top of the the pedals and gets out there making sure he could have a clean sprint, but he doesn't have the the same. So he starts out a little early, and then Bennett actually comes around Viviani who takes off and uh, Molitor was what fourth, but uh, Sam Bennett with the win. Yeah, it's his first GC win. I think so. Yeah, so pretty impressive. And I was also glad to see uh, Viviani get beat. Yeah, not That's GC win, Grand Tour win. Sorry, stage. Win. Yeah, that would that would be more. So who we have uh, coming up here on stage eight and nine tomorrow. Those are two more good days. Stage eight, 208 kilometers um, with a nice big kicker at the finish. The last, I want to say, 50K is kind of going uphill. So the final 17 is going to be pretty bad. Then stage nine on Sunday. um, That one is the final 50 kilometers virtually all uphill. And the climb hits the summit um, at 2,135 meters. So that's going to be a, a big, nasty day for Sunday. And then they have a rest day. Um, winners and losers for the World Tour. Chris, who do you have? I'm going to take the easy pick for, for now and go with Mitchelton Scott. I mean, they've, they've had a really good race thus far with uh, two guys in the top three. Uh, so they're my uh, they're my go-to for now. I'm I'm hopeful that they've got uh, the team strength to kind of keep it together for the next two weeks, um, and and that the the Yates and Chavez duo have the the durability to get through all the climbing that's coming up. I had in my the preview I'd given them like an A minus for the team. I mean, Jack Haig was in that break yeah, as well. He did well. He he did, and they they also have Nieve who we haven't really seen. And they you know yesterday you look at those two winning. But then you look back, there's no one else on that team supporting them on the climb. But that could have just been the dynamics of the day, right? You've got those two up the road. Nieve is like, okay, whatever. Or maybe he's not going well. Jack Hag did a lot of work, so he drifts out. And then it's just what it is. And yeah, I hope, like you, I hope that team could come together and uh, and support him. Uh, Kurt, winner? Uh, winner, I had, there was a helicopter pilot that was supposed to transport Chris uh, Froome and a couple of his teammates between stages yesterday who left without Chris Froome. Um, he's my winner for the day. So, uh, the just pilot or a, Chris Froome? The pilot. Okay. Um, as a Chris Froome hater, I was, I was glad to see that the guy just took it upon himself to take off and get going. So, so do you want to dive into why you hate Chris Froome so much or is it really... Um, I, I think it's strange that he's racing with so much suspicion over him at the moment. So I heard a rumor yesterday that when I say I heard, I was listening to a podcast from the BBC and they were (laughs) reporting this rumor that they had heard. They actually asked, um, Brailsford like, Hey, there's a rumor out that this whole thing is going to be done and dusted here in the next few days. Um, he kind of hemmed and hawed and kind of denied. He just said, Oh, you journalists, you can't believe what they say. Mm. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be, we'll see. The point is, um, this should all be silent behind the scenes. We shouldn't even know about this, Kurt. We shouldn't, but we know about it now. Yeah, we do. Uh, so my winner is Colin Joyce for his results at Yorkshire. Uh, give him a lot of praise for that. What? This is just because he's an American. Colin Joyce? Right. Yeah, and he's on okay. a continental team going up against them. So, yeah, 13th overall or whatever he got. I don't know. I mean, no, he was in the top 10 maybe. Okay. Hey, I was impressed. Well, uh, we're impressed that you watched the tour of Yorkshire. So oh, I saw some highlights. <laughs> How about some losers? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Astana. Um, bummer to see Lopez have such a, a terrible start to his uh, his race, and then his his DS coming out in the in the media ripping him. It's like uh, maybe keep that under wraps for now, and and don't 
give your rider grief uh, to the media. That's not a great way to kind of build support or camaraderie. I didn't hear what his uh, his manager said. There was an article in Cycling News yesterday where they had interviewed him. He's basically said that Lopez needs to learn how to trust his teammates, and Lopez needs to learn how to do this, and Lopez needs to learn how to do that. And it's like maybe pull Lopez aside and tell him that, and don't you know spout off to the reporters about it instead. It, it seems like that's that's a tough way to kind of build your your team as a as a racing group by kind of throwing them under the bus to the media. As a bit of foreshadowing, that's kind of the whole thing with uh, Buhani and his DS. Right. Maybe they should get in a fight too. <laughs> well, that, that's worked before. Remember when, uh, who was the gentleman that was uh, in charge of uh, the Peter Sagan team? They're really flamboyant. Tinkoff. Uh, Tinkoff, when he yeah. went after Sagan. And there, ever since then, to be honest, Sagan's been like going crazy. Like he doesn't lose races. But, but up until that work then, for Contador? I don't know. I mean, Contador is an older rider. Okay. So I don't maybe, know. yeah, it's, it's the different ways to motivate riders, right? Sure. Yeah. Did, and Astana did that with, by saying they weren't going to have any money. <laughs> That's a good way to <laughs> that do it. Well. For the yeah. classics. Yeah. yeah it's, look, it's, look something good, came about. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh Sitsu for his broken vertebrae before the stage one even got started. We didn't really talk about that, but he was one of those that went down. In, I think uh, Lopez did as well in the TT um, warm up, but he didn't even get to, participate and since so, they're out and they're in israel too far to even have someone come and fill in for him mm. literally adding insult to injury <laughs> yeah way, way to go Tyler. well you know our loser tech category you know chris is and you you know well you like this but chris has had trouble with the way we phrase loser <laughs> but sometimes True. it's just like the would you rather do the big ring the little ring right the flat tire the pumped up tire i don't know the the, the tubular the clincher with all the different <laughs> categories we could have sure all right, let's go to the domestic racing. We just had the Redlands Classic. Stage one got snowed out, so they didn't even have that. And then they started stage two, uh, so which was a time trial. It was up in Big Bear. Canceled. Changes the dynamics a little bit, I think, for that race. But then they you know, they still have the climbing, so it put a little different onus on the winner. But um, win- men's and women's both... Basically, the winner of stage two went on to hold out for the whole thing. So you had climbing up to Oak Glen... Another young person, Thomas Rivard of the Hagen's Berman Action Team, won. Um, and he goes on to, to hold on to the win. You know, two years ago, we had Sepp Cuss winning that. I think last year was another up-and-comer. And and then for the women, Katie Hall goes ahead and wins the Oakland climb as well. And she goes ahead and hangs on. Um, as far as some other highlights here, uh, so Rivard wins... Um, we had Sam Bassetti, a DDA coach, getting the crit win. And who's he riding with now? I love... Is it KHS Elevate? I think it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I saw on stage two, they didn't have the time trial, and then uh, stage three is actually the Highlands race. Um, Corey Lockwood, he goes off the front and tries to, like, hey, I'm going to get my TT in anyway, yeah. and tries to hold off the field and gets caught right before the finish. <sighs> Heartbreaker. Yeah, because it makes you wonder with the time trial... How would he have stacked up? I don't remember to see what he did on the Oak Glen climb, but it would have maybe changed things. And then our buddy Andrew Shimizu um, ends up 47th overall, uh, 1656 back for GC, which is pretty impressive. I think they started with 250, I want to say 256 riders in that field. Wow. So okay. are you, you, you questioning that? Well, I, I, I said that to Andrew and he said, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> he said it wasn't that many. He says maybe, maybe 200. 
So oh, well, we could look at yeah, Redlands. I, I will do it as we as we talk here. But either way, let's just say well, it's two hundred. He looked at me like I was crazy when I said that. Well, I was like, "That's not possible." And I said, "I didn't think it was possible." And then I blamed I, Chris. I didn't. I didn't either. Number. I don't think I gave you that number. <laughs> okay, well, I blamed you. Let's blame Tyler. <laughs> so Katie Hall wins. You know the. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if we go down this. Uh, so I, I will just ignore that. But anyway, so any comments on Redlands? I know you uh, you were following it, Chris. Pretty I cut close. bits and pieces uh, when I could. Unfortunately, it was a little difficult to follow live and, and even get results in a super timely manner. But I was reading um, a breakdown of the the finish for the crit, and it wasn't really um, planned out to have Bassetti win. He was supposed to be leading out his teammate, uh, I think it was Scott Law. Yeah. And the lead out was just so powerful. Either Law couldn't come around or saw that the gap was, was plenty big and just kind of let uh, Sam roll through for the win. So that's... Kind of a cool way to see that one play out. Um, just, I guess, hit that corner as hard as you can and then just go as long as you can and you get yourself a win. Yeah, that's cool. All right, uh, update. Uh, 246 riders in Redlands. Uh, numbers 211 through 246 had DN. I'm sorry, that was uh, rider number 145. Oh, <laughs> It might be a little tough. I think you're hang right. On, because here's the problem. They go they go to 145, and then what happens? They don't show the, the number. It's the bib number. So they had bib numbers up to 246. <laughs> so you're probably right. With, since they only go, what, 6, 7, 8? It's probably around 200. Yeah, the math works out better that way. We'll, we'll trust the guy that was there. <laughs> yeah, we probably should do that. Yeah, a little shimizu. Hi, this is Nate Dunn from Data Driven Athlete with a quick coaching tip on hydration. So sometimes riders are a little bit confused about the best way to approach their hydration when it comes to preparing for a ride or during a race. And the reason for that is, is that recommendations have spanned from drinking as much as you possibly can during a ride all the way to maybe not even worrying about your hydration and the fact that maybe dehydration can offer a performance advantage. So if you want to dig into the complexity of this topic in a little bit more depth, you can head over to our website at datadrivenathlete.com and click on the search box and just type in uh, hydration. But for some really quick tips, the most important thing is, is to begin your ride fully hydrated. So in the hours before a ride, you want to make sure that your urine color is kind of a, a pale yellow and that you're starting fully hydrated. And then during your ride, you just want to focus on drinking to thirst or drinking to eliminate the sensation of thirst. And if you follow those really basic guidelines, you should be set up to have a successful ride. Thanks. NorCal Racing, we had Mike's Bikes Classic, uh, Wente Road Race, and Gold State. Um, we did not do Mike's Bikes. We did not do Wente. Either one of you have any highlights or memories of uh, seeing social media for either one of those? So Wente, I would... Um, <clears throat> you went and did? How <laughs> was it? I, 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 didn't, I didn't do it. Um, but, but I did want to say congratulations to Casey Fallon for a third place. That was pretty impressive in the 35 one two three yeah totally uh, that's awesome and then andrew shimizu um ends up getting i think third in the p12 which is yeah and pretty impressive teammate one right um uh, cameron yeah that is that's correct bronstein took the victory yeah for the after after right. their team didn't really do as well the day before at the Catsill classic which was dominated by some guys that i don't think were on my radar originally um 
actually Robert Skinner is, but um, yeah, there were guys that were in the top three there that I wouldn't have picked uh, going into that race. Who and do you know who they were? Yeah, Luke Lamperti, Robert Skinner, and uh, Jackson Duncan. Is yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's the the P one two. Well, that's that's where <laughs> jumping ahead. That's that's I think one of Kurt's things that make you go hmm. Okay, it gets well, a little, but he can dive into it. It's a good time. Well, the fact that the that race was placed separately, so it's P one two race. Um, but the the guy who won the race, which I believe was Luke Lamperti, was a two. Um, didn't you know? I guess he's considered the winner, but he really won the Cat Two competition there. So they scored him separately, raced yeah, them together. Yeah, he, really he beat the field that day. Yeah, correct. Which is just it's just awkward to talk about the race because the winner of that race is is Luke Lamperti, right? I, hopefully that goes down in the books as you know your Cat's Hill winners because you got Greg Lamond on there and and all these guys uh, throughout time who are like NorCal legends. Hopefully it's him and not, but it's confusing now to go look at USAC and not be able to see who won it definitively. Right, because they they call out the results separately. Because I think Jackson won the P one field, and Luke won the two field, even though Luke won the overall race. But it isn't presented in that light on on USAC's page. Yeah, that kind of sucks. You're right. And I mean, based on the fact fifty fives race together as well, and Larry Nolan ends up winning that race, but then you've got two winner i mean separate eh. podiums and yeah, yeah it's just it's it only just those scored separately only work when the lower category um doesn't beat the upper category right, right. when they beat the upper category it all all goes, goes to out shit the door. if yeah. only they'd known they should have held back right. yeah so, so uh last week we had talked to Dirk novice uh the real strata racing team about golden state race series so that was this weekend and um like i said i was cleared to race so i showed up out there did two races on saturday uh, one on Sunday. Kurt, you did two both days, if not, yeah, just two. Chris did same as I. Um, what did, Kurt, you want to take us on this one? I know you were heavily involved in, in walking around <laughs> over there. Yeah, I did walk around Outhouses a lot. The cafe all. was terrific. The, uh, yeah, the Porta Johns. No, it was just a, a great event. Real Strata does this every year. It's a, an event that anybody can come out and race to. They always get good sized fields. And um, tell, field-wise, it did, you know, we promoted it and um, it was it felt like a Jerry Lewis telethon at one point when we were like the numbers up another hundred. But right. you know how, what were Obviously the numbers? It wasn't live. Um, well, it I felt think, like it. I think they had were they were at four something when we were talking to them, and then in the last day they picked up at least one hundred and fifty. They were 200. well into the mid six hundreds for pre reg on on Thursday. Well, yeah. So, but when we were talking to them, I think they were still in the fours. Yeah. So, so in any event, they got they got good numbers, and the women's fields in particular, I thought were pretty. Pretty strong, especially when you watch the the women's one two three race um, on Saturday. There was quite a few women out there. It was fun to watch. Um, and then I was calling kind of the numbers between the women's field that raced Saturday down in in Cats Hill and then raced at uh, Golden State, and they had they had something like forty racers racing in the P one two three, which is is cool to see. That means that they're they're out there. So it was good. Yeah, I would agree. It was good to see big fields across the board. I think the P12 was close to 60 people. The 35 plus 123 was close to 60 people. The 45s, I mean, all the fields were were really well attended. And I think the race overall was really well attended. So it was good to see that turnout. Yeah, it, it definitely was. So any, any takes on the races that you saw that we didn't participate in? Uh, either one of you? I don't know if I, I know our buddy Jeff Scott would race the threes, was it? He was in the threes and he got... 
so the, the race is the, the crit the first day. I think he got fourth place on that day. And the second day is a circuit race. And he ended up winning that with like a within inches bike throw with um, Creighton Gruber from Team Swift. It was a photo finish for sure. And yeah, talking to him Wednesday, he wasn't even still sure that he had won it. He's like, I couldn't tell with the photo. They <laughs> yeah, said the one after the one I saw was definitive, but it would look really close. Yeah. And, and we got a pretty good look at Creighton in the P123 races both days. And pretty impressive how well that kid can sprint. On um, junior gears. Yeah. On junior gears. He, he's, uh, and he weighs, you know, nothing. So it was very, that kid's, that kid's, he's not a three uh, in my mind. He's right. He's, he's going to be. Heck of a racer. Yeah, we so, talked to officials talking about bumping him up automatically. They didn't <laughs> take it to that. So, so Tyler and I, we weren't in the the circuit race for the P one two three event, but we we did watch it and watching him go for those uh, the jersey preems. I mean, he was he was smoking a lot of guys that have a lot of horsepower. So he's he's like got who? a lot of jump. Kurt Mills, for example. No, he <laughs> well, was, no, no. He seemed to be going up against David Grunman quite a few times. Smoking and, David Grunman. That's what I would. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So. Well, it, yeah, I, it, he was doing the right thing, which is with those gears. He jumps quick and around that corner, and then um, I want to say that he just holds them off. But um, I don't know. It's I, I, it's I don't think it's a junior gear thing. I, mean, I think he just rides strong. So yeah, right. definitely. Well, yeah. he probably just scared of David Grunman. <laughs> <laughs> True. Just running. Who isn't? He's his a, life. He's a he's a fast guy. Okay, so we did the thirty fives. We got our guy John Novikov. He got what is he third second that day, third 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 on and the first and the, day. And the first day, and we um I just want to give him a lot of praise because he's definitely not the fastest sprinter out there. He's definitely a super strong guy. No, he's <laughs> I was I was like Sam Benedict like won that and he he came flying past and uh, John's very good. It, my point is on on a lead out for him, we just have to do it a little different because he's so damn strong. So you take him earlier and he just holds on. He gets up in the front and then he holds on to that position not like Benedict who um, who's got a fiery sprint and you just put him in the right position with three or so back and he'll pop through everybody. So right. anyway, we had a good time. Our whole team was active. felt really good about it. Um, Sam won. Who was second? Dean. Uh, Dean LeBridge was second. Yep. He did get John. And then John and then um, I don't remember someone else. Uh, Chris Baker maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Which got fourth. came back to haunt Touchstone. us. Touchstone. Touchstone, yeah. Yeah. I think they got like the next three spots or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then in the the men's P123, it was the second race for me. I was just doing what I could to kind of sit in. And it looks like John Franz won the sprint over Matt Chatlong and, and Josh Carling. So he he had quite a, a, a gap there where he was able to post up on some some rough road. That was, yeah, a, cool, yeah. that was a cool race. It was 75 minutes. A break got away pretty early within like the first 15 minutes. Actually was out there for, I want to say, 25, 30 minutes or so. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little less than that. And then Two A-Main. Oak Valley in there. I'll give Amy and a lot of credit. They they organized themselves and really did a lot of work to bring that back. So good for them. And and against a, there was a weird situation too where uh, Matt and Matt Chat and Chat Leong and uh, Josh Carling did they actually get across? I think they got yeah, across yeah, to the yeah. break. So Oak Valley was sitting pretty. And, they had uh, four up there. They had Bobby, <laughs> Timmy, and then those two. Yeah, I think Bobby may have come out just well, before yeah. the other two connected, but. Um, Good on A-Main. That was cool to see their whole team out at a race and uh, doing some good things. So that's cool. Yeah. So second, third, though, ended up being Josh and Chat. <clears throat> yeah. They still still did their thing. Yeah. They, they yeah. did their thing in the sprint. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then you had uh, Sunday comes around. He's part of the same course, circuit race. 
And I we get there and I watch the forty fives and um, I think Jonathan uh, Chris Baker blasts everyone around that corner. I think he took the field sprint and won the overall. Right, that is correct. And then he decided to just why not just do it for the thirty fives as well. So <laughs> uh, we got uh, we're our our goal as a team was to you know, you know keep John Novikov up in the right spot. And so some breaks go up there. He actually gets in a break early. It ends up coming back. I want. Did that did that get pulled back by Pete's and and Chris? I'm sorry, and Claudio. Seems like it did. That would the first break. Yeah, <clears throat> and I and I, I'm 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 asking questions now here online. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like they did, and they had Zimney up the road. So I was a little confused as to why, because he actually was Dean didn't show up that Have day. You met so, Zimney. I know Brian Zimney. Okay, why? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that maybe they've met him too. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> calling him out. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good point, though. Dean was gone, so... Zimney was, was their high guy, highest yeah, place guy. Yeah, he was their high guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they pull that back. For me, it was disappointing because I'm like, oh, now I actually have to help work for John. Right. And then another break goes up the road, and Chris does the right thing, bridges up to it. So now he's up the road, and there really wasn't any danger people in the break at that point. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So what, what had happened was uh, it looked like Brian uh, Zimney... Todd Markells, um, a rider from SunPower, I think it was Mark Howard. And there was a fourth guy up the road um, at the time. Uh, we were coming around the backside of the course, and Kurt was on the front doing some work. And I used that as kind of a, a launch pad to, to jump across. When I got up there, there was yeah nobody else that was in the uh, kind of the overall competition. Um, and I think it was 10 minutes or so later, and... Unfortunately, Grunman and, and Chris Baker came across, and that kind of put a little sour note on the day for us, unfortunately. Yeah, I saw Baker go, and I was on the other side, and I, I didn't couldn't or wasn't able to go do anything about it. And the disappointing part then was uh, Mike's Bikes is Sam Benedict had won the day before. He's not up there in the break. So now their concern should be, well, you know, he can obviously win in a sprint, and they had two guys up in the up the road, and they were seemingly content with the break going away with Chris Baker because he's going to now take the overall if right. he's anywhere, and he can finish the race, obviously. So we're chasing you down, Chris, because we we want it to come back. Uh, feel bad for that, but you're you're the good thing for you is we aren't that strong of a team. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bad thing was is that I the bridge effort to get up to the break was was pretty rough for me. Uh, it was maybe a, a minute or so of riding, but it was kind of full gas. Uh, I was able to take a few pulls. And then once, once Grunman and, and Baker came across the pace picked up quite a bit. And I, I was literally, I, it wasn't that I was sitting on to, you know, Oh, my, my sprinters back there. I'm not going to work. I was just hanging on. And then with a few laps to go, Brian cramped out. Um, and then it was just down to seven and didn't see that coming by the way. It's, it scared the heck out of me because I was sitting on his wheel and he kind of looks back at me and just shouts, here it comes. I have no idea what that means. Oh. I thought maybe the group was going to, was catching us and they were going to kind of come past us. I, I don't know. Or and he had just, diarrhea. Or that. And they just kind of, he bails out of the line and I'm trying to figure out what's going on and then I have to bury myself to get back up to the, to the break. It was, it was an interesting moment. It's only funny because Brian's been struggling with cramps for a really long time. Yeah, it and it's it's not funny. It's just it's unfortunate. But it was in the <laughs> moment. It was like, uh, here, what comes? I don't understand. So the what happens then is we're on the last lap before the we 
the crit course turns into the circuit race. That's why I see Brian on the side of the road with his legs stick, sticking straight out because <laughs> it's all um, cramped. We go up there. I, we, Kurt and I helped John get up to around the corner, the casino corner. We kind of hit the spot midway up there. He jumps on some wheels. He ends up getting second in the field sprint. John Novikov. Oh, I did not do any work in that field sprint. <laughs> I didn't say in the field sprint. I oh, said okay. we got him up to the casino. Oh, you got him to the casino. Well, it's a good job there. You helped. I don't know. I'm just right. saying that. Maybe Thank you. you I appreciate that. Um, no, but so he gets second in the field sprint to Sam Benedict. So what's the result there? I mean, to me, that's Mike's bikes. You've got the best sprinter in the field. You let the, your team shoot guys up the road. Uh, don't win the field sprint. I mean, the, the brake sprint. Chris right. Baker does. He gets the overall. Your guy gets on the podium. He gets third. But if you bring that brake back, you're more, more than likely to win the overall. Who do they it have left it's in happened the, last year too. Who do they have left in the group at that point uh, to help pull that back? Because Scott Cox and Markles were up in the break. Yeah, Benedict was in. You the had field. at least three. I talked to at least three okay. guys. Each hey, what's uh, what's up the road? <laughs> you know, hey, Kurt, Kurt and I are doing work. Yeah, I also want to make one more. I'm calling out all kinds of people. We, we were uh, the best part was when we were doing all that work and we went through and they're like, you know, 20 seconds, 20 seconds. Then we just we really put in a good lap together. We went through the next time and they're like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> like, oh. I swear you looked over me. And you, you made some 30 second F this, that. And we just like sat yeah, up. It, it was, was like, a, but we were on the back. Uh, John, um, uh, John was on the front. He'd been taking some poles in. It was like two or so laps to go. And then you and I came to the front and we both rolled through and I told you, Hey, just take it, you know, take it easy. Um, let's, and then just ramp this up. And some guy that we, you know, I don't know, was blocking or something. He's like, Oh yeah, now it's time to attack. Was, like some being some a-hole. And I'm like, no, this is how you do it. You roll up to the front and you ride strong. <laughs> Who was is, that? Let's is, call this guy out. This is how you lose another 10 seconds. Watch yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. Watch us take the break from this 20 buddy. to 30. Come on, <laughs> dick. We were blocking. We were blocking. We Look, <laughs> our intentions were right. Just because we, it's loft, right? Lack of effing talent. Right. That's, that's our problem. All right. Well, GSR, our GSRS, Golden State Race Series, How'd turned the, out pretty good. Um, Oh, the pro race. Yeah, I had the P123 race. We, we watched it. All I saw was coming down at the finish uh, for that chicane. Um, before the chicane, you had Chat and then uh, Josh Carling with a good gap on, on everybody. And they come through the finish and Carling wins the sprint. And then Franz gets third. Right. Yeah, that was a 75-minute race that from the beginning you knew was going to come to a sprint. Nobody wanted to do anything. It was really, really slow. There'd be one or two guys that would roll off the front at any given time. But, um, that was an interesting race cause it was just nothing. I mean, nothing happened that whole 75 minutes. And then of course, uh, Oak Valley, um, with Josh and Matt, they're so strong. Um, and then I think from what I understood is, uh, Matt Tufts was, uh, sitting third wheel, kind of playing sweep. And, uh, Stefan, I think was on his wheel. He kind of led up in that sprint or, or, I don't know, Josh and Matt are really strong anyways. So they kind of took off and a gap kind of got instantly formed. And I don't know, you guys saw it at the end, but they came through with probably some decent time. Oh right? yeah. It could have been a, a it could have been okay. a time gap. Yeah. If they're doing, <laughs> I mean, they had was, a gap before the chicane they, they looks like they jumped from the corner at, at the casino and just went full <laughs> gas. I don't know. Let's talk. You mentioned Stefan. Let's let's give him some props real quick. So our guy, it's his what first cat two race. I want to say, yeah. And he ends up seventh or eighth on this on the crit. Seventh. Uh, okay, and somewhere similar to that on the circuit race, and ends up fifth overall. Yeah. Um, very impressed because uh, the you know I'd taken some 
uh, doctor prescribed time off. So my fitness wasn't super good. And I'm in the, in the P1, two, three, four, five race on Saturday. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get up there and help him in the last 10 laps. I just didn't slash couldn't. <laughs> and he didn't need it. I mean, he was, he was doing great. So well, he I, was on the front. Well, he didn't need your help. He, he also pulled the field and <laughs> then sprinted for uh, decent placings each day. He is. Yeah. He's an incredibly strong rider. Um, and, and good for him just walking out there and getting some good results so yeah that was cool it's yeah. very impressive yeah, yeah. so good for him good for uh, you know everyone showing up it was a fun i don't think they had any wrecks I, I want to say i know they didn't on saturday i don't think anyone went down on sunday um kind of unusual maybe for that race but that's that's awesome for a promoter you don't have to, to to worry about any of those things so uh anything else on golden state race series I would mention uh, Eleanor Velez with two two victories. Uh, one uh, that women's field was a strong field. There was a lot of women there. Yeah, and she uh, won the sprint in the circuit race, and then uh, the, the and I did crit, see that it was impressive. Crit come down to a sprint, or did she kind of get? I, I think on the, the last lap she attacked, yeah. and it looked like she had a really good gap going into the the final straightaway there. So, uh, congrats to her. Yeah, that was a a good series of wins. Definitely. I mean, overall the event. It's it's not your typical industrial park event. It's more of a we'll say business park because it's a little cleaner. But true, <laughs> it's just it's a fun event. They they kind of keep the energy high. Um, there was the team time trial. We didn't do that, but it looked like it was really well attended this year. So fun new ideas that they're throwing into it. And overall, it seemed like everybody that that was there had a good time. Yep, I'd agree. agree. I'd agree. Uh, let's do our winners and losers for NorCal slash domestic, uh, Chris. I've got actually. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tyler uh, on this one. So Marchesano, what's his name? Marchesano. No, uh, although he did well. Um, you know, you, you took Me? your two weeks off. Yes, you. Oh, oh. oh. It's, it's not just because it's your I birthday. Th- I thought I'd written that in there. <laughs> well, no, it was good to see that you you took two weeks off and you didn't get cleared to race until the day before the race, and you know you jumped right back in and. You know, didn't look like you'd missed a beat. You were able to kind of zig and zag John all the way up to a perfect position. And it's like, great. You know, you're riding great. I, I feel like my fitness was good and I couldn't per- do anything similar. So it was, it was really awesome to see you in there and, and racing well. Counterpoint to that, Kurt? Uh-oh. Easy uh, that's why you're it. my loser, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, you're my loser. Yeah, you didn't miss a beat. That's a good, good, good heartbeat dead pun. Okay, go on. Thank you, Chris. That's that's really heartfelt, and um, you don't have to give me a gift now. <laughs> Deal. We're going to go through Kurt's 10 winners here. Actually, so I've, I've listed a lot of my winners already. I mentioned Casey Fallon getting uh, third at the Wente in the 35-1-2-3. Um, I mentioned the women's racing being strong, Golden State, uh, Golden State uh, being a great event, and the Real Strata guys who who put it together and always kind of come through. Um the only thing I didn't mention was, and we've kind of mentioned together, was Chris Baker. I think he won the overalls for both the 45s and the 35s. That is correct. So that guy, incredibly strong, incredibly smart, and a really nice guy. Touchstone, uh, just they've, they've had a good a good run the last, uh, well, they've had a good run all season. And did you see how he did in the uh, P123 circuit race? I did not. I think he got fourth. Okay. Yeah, I mean, darn impressive for like yeah. third race of the day, fifth of the weekend. Yeah, that's impressive. No, you're you're right, and and he is a nice guy. And Touchdown has been racing really well. And um, it was you know last year they're part of the specialized, and they kind of did what uh, Mike's bikes and the Masters did on the last day, screwing the pooch, so to speak, with uh, not letting the brake go that they shouldn't have. And this year they did it right. Let it go, Tyler. Let it go. No, I. 
Yeah, no, you're, you're right. They, they, they did the similar thing where they weren't that concerned. And it makes me wonder, are people just not that concerned about the Omnium? It could be. It could be they just I, want the race win. And when you've got uh, Scott Cox yeah, and you would think Todd he could get Markell's the, yeah, in the I agree. break, that, that's potentially a win. So We just don't think but that But by way. the way, Chris Flower over here says, Todd Markell's, he, that guy can sprint? <laughs> I was like, were you at Chico? Like, didn't that guy win the criterium? I was a Chico, yeah. but I was I was much further back. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that guy can sprint. Yeah, that guy's apparently he, he climbs well as well. Yeah, yeah, as well. He's, so he's did you have all your other winners? He has some stripes on his jersey. I thought that was for like hill climb. Even that, yeah, hill climb. That's not a thing. Do I have I any other winners? The other your, your the last winner is just my windows uh, with with the the Holt route over the Wente, the Catsill, Redlands, all that stuff. Um, my historical renovation expert actually has a little bit of time to uh, to work on those windows, so. My house, the big winner, uh, you know, in local racing. So, what about Casey? You, you listed Casey too. You want to? I said, I said Casey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've, I've listed everybody I have. I, I, well, you took everyone. I was going to say Shimizu, <laughs> Thomas Rivard, Chris Baker. I, I'm going to. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think Thomas Rivard wins Redlands if there was a time trial? I don't know his time trialing skills. Uh, Corey Lockwood probably wins the time trial, and Ooh. I don't. Really, no. there was a few good time trialists there. I know Corey's really, really good. But yeah, like Gavin Mannion was there. True. Uh, that Sergey Tetkov. Oh, Chechkov. Yeah, Ch- he's always a good time yeah. trialer. Yeah. He so Mannion and, and Sergey were within like you know twenty, thirty, forty seconds of first yeah. place. Yeah. So that that would have made that race a lot more dynamic, obviously, because we saw that you know the first hill climb day. And I don't know why they put it up at Big Bear. I mean, there's other places that, you know, when we were there, we did it in the, like, Speedway. I mean, there's all kinds of <laughs> places. Seriously. This is back when traffic wasn't a problem. Yeah, way. right. <laughs> I think Corey probably wins that that TT. I mean, he's he's a, a phenomenal time trialist. But, yeah, I think it would have added a different dynamic to the race. Yeah. A little closer. That's all. All right. My winner, I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, Chris, we'll pick you for your, oh. your being in the break. And there was a point there where... Kurt and I gave up chasing where I said, I said to myself, now I can be happy for Chris in the break. I, I never have said that to myself <laughs> still. No. Well, yeah. Okay. How about losers? Chris, do you have any losers or do you uh, want us to skip you? You don't have to skip me. I was, like I said earlier, I was just kind of disappointed in the, the lack of great coverage on, on Redlands. I feel like they could have done a better job of, of making that more viewable for, for people that want to watch. Um, I think it was, you get occasional Twitter 10-second clips, but that was it. And it's like, eh, this is one of the biggest stage races in, in domestic U.S., and that's that's what we're getting. Kind of a bummer. True. I did watch their highlights shows, which were pretty good. Another one is uh, the 303 Project from out in Colorado. They have a pretty good, like, behind, almost like the backstage pass type of stuff, uh, yeah. film, and they pop those out, like, same day. It's pretty well done. And yeah. so it's been kind of cool watching that team. And actually, that team did really well, not only in Gila, but out in Redlands again. So good for them. I don't know any they of them. Can, they can ride a couple of races. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. What do you have for your losers? Chris? Losers, I had Chris. Um, yes. Chris for for being in the break on day two. Great job getting there, and then forgetting what the plan was on the last lap uh, to win. Which I say, I also say, I don't care what Tyler says. It's inexcusable because <laughs> I knew you were going to defend it. Um, also, congrats to Chris on a good finish. Well, what what was he supposed to do? I don't. What was I supposed to defend? I don't, I'm not following. So on the last lap, Chris. Chris is in the move. There's a, you said they were playing, they were playing games at this point. And he said, I don't want us to get caught. So he pulled really hard on the backstretch. Eh. Yeah. 
<laughs> I knew I wouldn't be able to contend the sprint, so it's like I might as well look like I'm doing yeah. something here. Also, I'm not gonna defend that move. I didn't know that. I'm not gonna uh-oh. defend that uh-oh. move. That's piece. I was like, why didn't you get popped out of the break and come back and help? I didn't think you knew the whole story. And the other, the other one, I won't. I don't think it was much help. In the P12 race on day two, there was a gentleman. Uh, I'm sitting. I don't know, 53rd <laughs> or 54th, and you know, just just chasing at this point. And uh, a gentleman decided to bump me off of a wheel uh, for that. I don't know, 53rd spot. Um, that was just come on like who's doing that that's just weird so that whoever that guy was also a loser of the week all right what do you got tyler uh mine is you know women cycling for not believing that a 50 year old french <laughs> miracle edwig patel not believing in her why, why did they not believe in her i don't know well, I, 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 i'm not believing in her 50 years old Oh, boy. Getting third overall at uh, Redlands. I think she was on the podium as well for Gila. Seems, using the literal sense of the word, unbelievable. Okay. I'll let you, you can ride with that one. Anybody else? I got nothing for that. <laughs> All right. We already did ours. Okay. TMBE also for blowing it at the <laughs> overall. Say the name. Oh, Team Mike's Bikes, okay. presented by Equator, Equator Coffee or something. All right, things that make you go, hmm. Who wants to start with that one? Chris, you got anything? Um, yeah. There was an incident, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, with um, uh, a Sunweb rider in one of the Shimano neutral, neutral service vehicles at the Giro where it looked like the Shimano car was trying to pass the rider and was basically pushing them off the road by by using the car to move them from the the rider said they were hitting his shoe with the car trying to get him out of the way and in response the rider was obviously pissed off and threw a a water bottle at the car and the race officials response to that was rider you get a fine i mean it's 100 francs whatever but it just seems like given all the issues we've had with um, races and rider safety that maybe they need to talk to the neutral car operator and, and kind of figure out what his thought process was for trying to shove a rider out of the way in the middle of a race as opposed to finding a, a racer is there a video of this there is video yeah yeah okay. somewhere on twitter and then i saw yeah i saw that as well kurt do you have any interesting tidbits i didn't <laughs> good <laughs> tyler I, i'll do one. Uh, nasser bahani he gets in a fight with his ds evidently on the team bus after the race that guy is just, and then he ends up winning yesterday and they're like all giddy about it. And I guess they've been running him down saying he's not been doing anything. He needs to step it up to make the Tour de France team, blah, blah, blah. But he is always getting in some sort of physical altercation. I, I can't wait to see what this guy's life is like when he's no longer a big cycling star and see the fall from grace. I don't know that I can't <laughs> wait to see it, but it's going to happen. Planning I mean, the documentary already. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's going to cool. be. Yeah. All right, Kurt, what are you mad at this week? Or you want uh, to rephrase this whole segment? Yeah, the segment, that was never the idea. The segment is what are people mad at? And generally, um, just like if you go to the NCNCA, uh, the most competitive group in cycling, I don't know, the the Facebook group, there's always something. Is it a little more narrow of a description? At? Most competitive it's group usually, in, in the Northern California sub Bay Area? Or, no. It's usually Steve Rosenfeld with Red Kite. There's okay. usually there's a group of people who are dedicated to being mad at him, and they've, I think they accept that and they've they moved on. Um, but this, the only other thing I th- I've noticed is that people are mad at all the races that are getting canceled, um, while also complaining that there are too many races, which is interesting. Um, and w- there was one gentleman who particularly took um, a shot at Tour de Nay, saying that 
like it's too early to cancel <laughs> cancel the race like and you know that these organizers have to you know they have to go out and get the the porta johns and set up all the city permits and then all that stuff so um i just think it's races are going to get canceled they're going to come back you can support races or not support races but um calling out a promoter and saying that they can't they shouldn't cancel their race is a little bit crazy you never know what's going on with uh any particular event or even the staff that volunteers for it so people who are mad at that i think that's just nuts do you i know some of the arguments are that red kite is ruining these other races well that's I don't the know argument that's a, that these folks make sure yeah I don't know if that's but, valid. Do you, do you take any validity in that? I mean, like I've always said, we still, we need, at some point, it's good to just, sometimes you need just races. Yeah, I just don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, right. if you don't want to go to the race, you don't have to go to the race. If you want to support the race, support the race. So this weekend, we I think we all went to, to Golden State. That That's a fun event that's put on by a team. There's not a lot of those around anymore. The same with Cats Hill, um, with, with Mike's bikes. So you can choose where you want to go. I mean, complaining... Just complaining about races getting canceled, but not supporting other races, uh, I think it's it, it's kind of futile and, and ridiculous. So I agree. Good call. And you, you want to read the mailbag? <laughs> mailbag. No, we didn't. We didn't get any mail. Hey guys, love the podcast almost as much as the Slow Ride podcast. Keep up the good work, or don't. Nobody cares. Wow, <laughs> who's that from? It's crazy. Know, that's harsh. It's I al- think uh, anonymous. Goodness, anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have one thing. Um, so it's May is May is bike month. Um, what's that? What's that mean? That you means you, sh- you should go out and ride your bike a lot in May. <laughs> okay, because I do and already. Contests. It means it's the eleventh day of May, and I've ridden my bike ten days in a row. That, well that means there's going to be a lot of lot of a <laughs> holes that usually aren't on the bike, messing up my bike path. And right. So the there's an event on May twentieth. Uh, Jason Smith, teammate, brought it to my attention. It's called Ride the Parkway. It's a kind of a a low key event. There's a barbecue, there's music, there's drinks, there's bike riding, etc. Um, it takes place on the American River bike, uh, path. It's on May 20th, uh, ride You can register. It looks like it's a good fundraiser event. So something to check out. It's the day after the, the last stage of the tour of California. So if you're looking for kind of a, a low key ride, that'd be a, a good place to go check it out. Cool. Perfect. And you think Jason Smith can handle the, uh, the group ride there. I mean, he's not going to get dropped, right? Wait, uh, the, depends I, on the wind. Positioning can be tough. Yeah, if he he might be able to sprint from fiftieth on that group. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, that would be wacky to see. I'm sorry. Did you have something else, Kurt? Unrelated. Uh, I just wanted to mention the Nevada City Classic. They are going to do the Saturday night Broad Street Sprints, which they did last year. I I participated in it. I thought it was a great event. Um, I wasn't sure that they were going to do it this year, but with the cancellation of Tour de Nez. Um, and that frees up a lot of guys for Saturday night. Um, I think that's going to be a very cool event. There are a lot of people out there. It's kind of like a, a twilight crit in that you get people that are just out for a Saturday night to go to restaurants and stuff that show Local up on the drunks. streets. Yeah. And it's, it's a fun environment. So if you're planning on doing the classic, which has pretty big prizes, I think if they get 50 women, they're promising a 50 or excuse me, a $4,000 purse for the women's field, which is pretty pretty great and it's a four thousand dollar purse for the men's field as well um if you're planning on doing it come up a day early do the sprints or at least watch the sprints it's it's cool uh when is that race it's the 24th so june Uh, 24th okay so it's the weekend after father's day weekend so we need to talk to the promoters at some point we also need to talk you know lakeport's coming up as well yeah we had made a promise to talk to to them talk about that which we should, and we will. I just saw that they had um, hooked in Chuck 
to do um, the announcing. So that should be kind of fun. And a lot of people probably <laughs> don't know who Chuck Hutcherson is anymore, but <laughs> we true. watched him race. That's and true. no, he'll be great on the mic. It'll be fun to listen to him. A lot so. of good insight from him. Yeah. Yeah. Very strong guy. It might be silly. <laughs> silly. Yeah, it could be. Okay. What's coming up? What, first of all, before we just talk about what's coming up for us immediate, what is coming up on the calendar for racing? We, I know there's Folsom. There's Berkeley probably a Hills. red kite. Berkeley Hills. This weekend. There's probably a, a red kite in there in the, in the mix somewhere. So Berkeley Hills is on Saturday. Okay. And red kites on Sunday. Okay. That's his upcoming <laughs> weekend. Um, Beyond that, I don't have the specifics for, for what's going Then next. there's two of California. Um, <laughs> Stefan was trying to get us to do some gravel mountain bike something, so that won't work. I think he's trying to get us to do motocross. Oh, motocross. So it's all the same thing. And then, <laughs> and then how, the how week after listen. that is uh, Folsom. Folsom crit. Folsom. And then there's also that same weekend, there's the stage race down in Morgan Hill. No. Is that the Red Kite one? The, yeah, it, that's Mount Hamilton and then the rest of the stages That's like Memorial Day weekend. More. Yeah, so that would be... I think after it's the that. same weekend as Folsom, right? Yeah, but that's not in Morgan Hill. It's oh, okay. in Livermore and Livermore? San Jose. I dare you. Okay, mix sorry. All those sorry. I thought the crit used to be in Morgan Hill. It used to be. Okay. Now I it's the, the crit it course in Livermore. Fair enough. There you go. Got it. Okay, so then we have Tour of California starting uh, Sunday, I want to say. Sure. Yeah, so it's starting up right away down in Long Beach. Then they hit <laughs> Gibraltar. They move a uh, time trial in San Jose. They ride around Elk Grove. Audemars, I don't know what they're right around there. Uh, they move on up here. Um, congratulations to the city of Elk Grove. Yeah, congratulations. Like I want to, when we go down there, you know, ask some of these ladies, uh, hey, going. the start at Elk Grove. <laughs> I don't know. We can, have you been to the in and out out here? Oh, okay. You're, you're going to do a remote. Chris and I will be in the studio in Folsom. That's true. Yeah. Be so, just via Skype. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll see you out and about. So anyway, that's a, any, any new, any other developments you want to talk about for cycling? Giro's coming up still. That's going to be the whole month of May. Excitement. So, I would the the other thing I'd say is I think mostly with us we're going to follow a lot of the women's uh, tour. Okay, of California is that right? I, we haven't. We have, <laughs> we're making plans right now. The production so, meeting has not been taking place. So yet. that starts on Thursday, and yes. that's when I think we'll, we'll probably be a little more involved. After yes, yeah. That. Yeah. When the tour kind of comes up to our yeah, we're not going to be down and about. I, we're going to start uh, the Thursday there in, in uh, Elk Grove. Correct. <clears throat> okay. Cool. Yeah. Maybe Wednesday. I, there's a media event on Wednesday night. I might go down there. The timing for that is terrible. It's bad. It, it lines up really poorly with existing <laughs> obligations. <laughs> Which are what? Going home. Oh, the your Wednesday night ride. Right. Yeah. I mean, who did that? So <laughs> I did it this week. I was happy to hang in there on you that. Did that great. That uh, that's a painful experience, and I hadn't yes, done it, it for is. a while. So. And yeah, and you were right there. Oh yeah, all I, the and, and you you did a great lead out at the end, which speaks to your fitness for having a heart condition. So just for you. yeah, it it just be, I, I had a pain face going. I mean, I think I stretched my. I think I told you at one point I was like my jaw was hurting because I was doing you know breathing so hard. Yeah, like faces tweaked and it, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Weird. Yeah, it did good job. Much okay, speaking of looking ridiculous. Actually, I don't, you're not wearing a sweater. You look great. You're not wearing your birthday suit. <laughs> <laughs> I, my birthday, I want to get out of here and do something fun this weekend. So I hope everyone gets out, gets a good ride in. Thank you guys for coming by. Really appreciate it. And looking forward to the fun times coming up for us this week. Cool. Any last parting shots? None for me. That's it. Happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday to my sister, too. We share it six years oh. apart. Twins. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye.